Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Producing single rows like flowers continually from June to the first frost. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Today, our guest is Keely Watson of Elsom's Seeds. I'll be asking her about how she got into horticultural work, where her specialism is, and where her work has taken her. I'll also find out what Elsom's offers to us gardeners. As usual, I've also got some news and tips for you. My thanks to Westland Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast. Wonderful weather for late October. I know I keep on about it, but uh, the autumn raspberries, I'm still picking two small punnets every week. And at supermarket prices, that's uh, five pounds for the two. You know, people say, does it pay to grow your own? Certainly pays to grow your own raspberries. Uh, But the forecast is pretty cold for the next day or two, so... Get those tender plants under cover. Uh, uh, the best bet, really, if you don't have space in a greenhouse or cold frame or something, is to bring them really close to the house. If they're against a house wall, then most of the tender things will survive several degrees of frost. The wall just reflects that warmth through the night. We've got Margaret Thrower, uh, Percy Thrower's daughter, speaking at our local horticultural society uh, this evening on three generations of gardeners. I look forward to that. Her grandfather, Tom Cook, was a head gardener at Sandringham. Uh, I met him. He was a fearsome fellow with waxed Uh, moustache. It'll be uh, interesting to hear what Margaret has to say about him. One sad report, uh, and that's the death of Mark Mattock, one of the three great... Mattock Rosarians, and uh, Mark's funeral will be at uh, Dorchester on Thames Abbey at 2 pm on the 1st of November. My thought for today is a quote by Luther Burbank. He was uh, an American botanist, a horticulturist, and pioneer in uh, all kinds of horticultural sciences and he developed over 800 strains and cultivars over his 55-year career, including uh, the spineless cactus, plum cot and many plums, some of which are still grown today. And Luther said, flowers always make people better, happier and more helpful. They are sunshine, food and medicine to the mind. I couldn't agree more. Just looking at a flower gives you a lift in life and if you cut a bunch and give it to somebody else, then it makes them feel better, I'm sure. Last week I had a fascinating day in Lincolnshire 
visiting the autumn vegetable and salad trials staged by a number of the leading seed companies. There's a lot going on, and we'll hear more later. There are also some pictures, too, coming up in the paper on Saturday of some of the fantastic new veg that we'll be able to grow in the next year or two. Exciting news, too, on the Giants. The Patent brothers, Ian and Stuart, down in Hampshire, you know, absolute nutters when it comes to growing giant pumpkins. And this year, they've broken the UK record again for the largest pumpkin. It's the third heaviest ever grown anywhere in the world, and it weighs in at 2,433.9 pounds. How about that? One pumpkin that weighs over a tonne. I mean, to put it in some sort of perspective, you would need 10 people weighing 17 stone to match the weight of that pumpkin. I mean, it was enormous. Wasn't just the uh, Peyton brothers either. Matthew Oliver, you know, he's the great veg fellow at uh, the Royal Horticultural Society Gardens at Hyde Hall in Essex. He achieved a new UK record for the heaviest squash at 1,085 pounds. He beat the 12-year-old record by some 95 pounds. I mean, how about that? (laughs) I mean, if there is a record, beating it even by a pound or two is quite tough, but he smashed it by 95 pounds. I see a report, too, from the Community Plant Variety Office. That's the uh, European organisation that does uh, plant variety rights when we have new kinds of uh, flowers, fruits or vegetables. By the end of last month, they'd registered uh, over 2,252 new plant applications. That's uh, 5.8% up. 440 new vegetables registered and 186 fruits. That's 25% up on last year. The number of ornamentals registered went down a little bit, down by 2.8%, but there were still 900 new plants. That should be enough for most of us. Actually, the EU Court of Justice uh, has ruled recently that uh, plants obtained by and mutagenesis, that sort of gene tracking, are genetically modified. Uh, And it means that uh, plant breeding techniques will now fall under GM rules. I just don't understand these people. Uh, The EU Breeders' Organisation have raised concern that there's now obvious risk that the EU horticulture and agricultural industry will be unable to access tremendous benefits these new scientific developments offer. I don't know. I just don't understand it. If uh, just by a little careful readjusting of genes within a plant, we can get rid of diseases like club root and white rot in onions, I just don't understand the politicians. Uh, My guest today uh, is a really exciting and enthusiastic young lady as far as parsnips are concerned. That may seem a strange combination. Uh, But I met her just last week at the uh, Elsom Trials 
and I was so impressed. Keely, how are things up in Lincolnshire today? A uh, bit wet and windy, but we're, we're, work, we're working away, so yeah. things are good. Keely, how did you first get involved in horticulture? Um, I studied plant biology at university, and I wanted to go into the sort of commercial side, but stay in touch with the industry. So I applied to Elsom's over 10 years ago now for a job, and I've been here ever since. The result is history. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Um, my role's changed over the years. I've, I've worked with the trials, um, organising the open days like you were there last week. Um, and I'm, I'm now working as, as a crop manager in the vegetable sales department. Well, let's just explain a bit about Elsom's, because next year you have a rather special celebration, don't you? Yes, 175 years Elsom's has been in existence. 175 years in the seed business is fantastic, isn't it? It's just wholesale um, trading, isn't it? You, you don't trade with the public at all? No, we, we, we sell to growers, um, so farmers, growers who would sell on. And to the retail mail order companies? Yes, we'd sell wholesale on to them who repack it of um, the material we supply them. Yeah, and so you'll be now breeding new varieties of vegetables and salads. Yes. And also uh, in seed production, you actually grow your own seeds? Yes, we do. We have some sites in the UK, but we also look to where those productions would be best in the world. Um, and we produce seed where, where, we ha where we need to to get a good quality crop. And then tell me a bit more about parsnips. I mean, do you really like parsnips? I do. I, I genuinely do. And it doesn't need to be covered, roasted and covered in honey. Um, I, I, I enjoy a lot of cooking anyway. So um, it's quite nice to visit a trial and then maybe sample um, the, the wares for dinner that evening. Well, I mean, I would roast them with the joint on Sunday, I suppose, would be yeah. the main way that we would eat them at home. Can you tell me a little bit then about parsnips? I mean, when I was... Uh, with you and your colleagues last week, you gave me a lot of information about the disease canker, for example. Um, there's, there's different diseases that um, we, or different causes for the disease that we know as canker. There's um, fusarium, uh, foma. There's, there's different things that cause what we would think as a, a rot on the root. So um, it depends on the colour and how bad that disease is. Um, our, our breeding department does a lot of work into the different causes, so we know when we're breeding for new material what what those causes are and how resistant our varieties are to those different diseases. And, and so you will have um, cultivars now of parsnip which are resistant to these diseases? Um, more resistant than maybe some of the older tradition, uh, maybe some of the traditional material. So. I mean, if we were looking through the seed catalogues in the next few weeks or months, placing our order for next year, what would we be looking for? What, what cultivars would you suggest? Personally, I'd recommend um, Panorama um, as, as a sort of a variety. It's got good general disease resistance as well. And every generation or every time we bring new material out, we're always looking to make sure that it's more resistant than what's currently out there, our current material. So the panorama is quite a new variety. So we've, we've made sure that it's as disease resistant as possible, but also produces a nice route for people to be able to grow.
Keely, you mentioned the problem with germinating parsnips. I mean, it was particularly tricky this year with wet and cold, but most of the seed you supply, uh, especially to commercial growers, is primed, isn't it? Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, priming is sounds a compar- comparatively simple process. It involves adding enough water into the seed to get it to the stage just before germination, and then we dry it back again. So when you put it in the field, it's primed and raring to go. So you, the emergence should be quicker um, and more uniform, so you get a more even crop. So commercially, that's why why we do it. So the farmer has a very uniform crop and they know the size of the roots that they're going to get. Yeah. Well, well um, Mr Fothergill last spring offered um, some prime seed. I, I sowed prime parsnip uh, and, and had pretty good stand, whereas most people sowed twice and still didn't get a crop. So the prime seed is quite important, isn't it? Yes, it doesn't increase the germination of the crop. It won't resurrect a dead seed, but it will make things more even and quicker. So if the conditions are bad, you have quick emergence of the the seedlings. And in practice, I found that when I grew primed carrots alongside unprimed seed, not only did they come up quicker, but the yield was heavier. In the end, I didn't quite understand that. Is it just that... The plant is more vigorous from the word go. Um, I'm not 100% sure about the yield results. Um, We we see a greater uniformity. Yeah, and commercial growers would want that, of course. Every parsnip pretty well the same, size and shape. You you want something, but this is sort of the average size if you'd see packed in the supermarket. That's the sort of ideal size for them. Now, where does this parsnip crop take you? Because I understand you were abroad with parsnips recently. Yes, I, um, Elsoms do a lot of, um, as we've discussed, do a lot of breeding um, in, in parsnip and we, we're working on new material. So we currently are working on the next generation of varieties and we choose to trial these in countries where it's, it's interesting for, for us to see and the sort of local growers to see these varieties. So I was in Romania last week looking at this new material your job has some fair bit of travel connected to it yes yes um at certain times of the year so this time of the year is um very busy because everything well in europe and the northern hemisphere is ready so i'm i'm traveling a lot to see the new material make see whether it's it's as good as we think it is because um, different grow- different countries have different growing conditions, therefore you can get different results with the same variety. And how did you find Romania then? I've never been. Is their horticulture to a high standard? They, they grow different crops to what we're used to, or some different crops, um, and they have slightly different growing methods to maybe standard UK commercial practice. But it was a good trial. It, it showed us some good results, so that, that's what I need. They've had some cha- a challenging summer, I think, like a lot of Europe and, and the UK this year. So it shows how well varieties perform. Well, yes. You know, I think there was one or two headlines in the paper in the last day or so about uh, vegetables being short into the new year. But, I mean, your trials were fantastic. Uh, um, if people are interested, there's a picture of the Brussels sprout Doric uh, in your trial. And, I mean, it's already up to my uh, armpits uh, and, and growing like steam. I mean, it's going to get taller yet. 
um, there didn't look to be any problem with the quality of your trial vegetables. Our trials team will be overjoyed for you to say that. Um, we, we have a comparatively small area and we, we do have irrigation, so we were able to water the crops um, as, as much as we could when it was needed. And do you mind if, yeah, Kitty, do you mind if we chat a bit about some of those? Because uh, the picture in the paper on Saturday includes three of your guests on the trials munching into a slice of that new kohlrabi Cossack. I, I, I can't get over that, that you could grow a root sown in June that by September weighed a stone 14 pounds. I mean, that's a phenomenal rate of growth, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good variety. And despite what um, maybe some people looking at it would see, it's not gone woody. It, it is sweet and it is still flavoured, whereas sometimes you think when things get big, they, they're not edible. This, this variety was developed so it would be edible when it was big. And I mean, I, I like it. Dips, snacks, you know, something is maybe as an alternative to carrot sticks. That's where I, I, I like to see it. But Well, I've carried half of one in to the office today, so my producer, Rich, will be forced to taste this, although, quite honestly, I took it to my Horticultural Society committee meeting last week, passed it round, uh, and a number of other visitors have also been encouraged to bite into this slice of Cossack, and I haven't had anybody say they disliked it, you know? I mean, it, it's so crunchy, isn't it? Good. No, yes. Um, it's 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 a very good variety. It's it can get very big, um, but it it's, it looks it looks good and it, it tastes amazing. Yeah. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Anyway. <laughs> well, I would back that up entirely. But then we should talk a bit about sprouts uh, because they're a major crop of yours, aren't they? Yes, we, it's another Elsom's pro, uh, breeding program. We, we work with a Dutch company for sprouts as well, so we, we share the work. Um, we, we both help each other a lot. That's one of our, our sort of joint programs. I mean, we, you know, I meet in the gardening world uh, people who are still growing the old open-seeded varieties and complaining that they're all loose and they don't have any buttons. I mean, when I look at that variety, Doric, of yours, I mean, you've got a, at least a hundred sprouts up the stem, and they're all, you know, round like bullets, absolutely perfectly formed. Yeah, and and there are for us, they're an ideal Christmas sprout. So you've seen them when they're maybe slightly under mature, sort of middle of October. Um, you've seen them maybe when they're slightly under mature, but um, you know, in in a month, two months' time, they're, they're ideal for Christmas. I mean, again, I will admit to them being a personal favourite and growing them in the garden at home. And so which one would you grow? I'd grow Doric. It, it's, it's quite tall, so again, if you struggle to get a tall sprout and you struggle for, for vigour uh, and to get a nice height on a sprout variety, then this one would probably help you along as well. I always look at the sort of the more vigorous types for the, for the garden as well. Yes, because if our soil is not as good or as rich as certainly you've got up in Lincolnshire, then if you choose a variety which has a bit more vigour, then it's likely to perform better, isn't it, in our poorer soils? And You won't struggle as much to get the size and the height that you want. Yeah, so we've got Panorama in Parsnip and we've got Doric in uh, the Brussels sprout. But, I mean, then you're into lettuce and cabbage and carrots. 
Uh, I mean, that trial of lettuce was fantastic. Every single lettuce, it was perfect. In, in my photograph, I got one missing. Did some of your staff nip and cut one for lunch or something? And I think we, we had we did have a cooking demonstration in the marquee, so I think we might have needed some um, <laughs> we might have needed some samples for that. No, we we, we we don't we don't take any certainly not before the open days. Um, you know, we want we want them to look good and taste good during the open days, and then um, may, maybe a few samples are taken afterwards. I wouldn't want to comment <laughs> uh, because coming into the future. Are you also doing valuable work with purple sprouting? Yes, Elsoms have been working for several years, 10 at least years on purple sprouting. And we're getting some new types coming through the breeding program now that will work through the summer period. Um, unfortunately, we're, we're a few years away from having seed for the gardening market because it's very limited this year. Um, but we've, we've got material that we're hoping will come through and produce um, good, 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 good purple sprouting through the summer period, which I think has always been a, a problem for growers and gardeners. Well, and, and you can grow two crops in a in a spring and summer season. I mean, that's what seems amazing to me that you can double the output in in a given time and get a better quality purple sprouting broccoli in the process. Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a watch this space. Um, as long as you keep your rotation going, sort of maintain a good rotation so you don't get the disease problems. Um, but I, I, I see the sort of the quick maturing crops as well. If you've got limited on space in, in a garden or in a small area and you can get a lot out of that space, you want that to work for you, don't you? Yeah, you do. Uh, in, particularly in a very small modern garden. But the chances are that listeners... Uh, may see this new purple spreading of yours in the supermarkets ahead of seed being available to gardeners. Is that right? Yes, that that's right. Because it's such a new product, we've we've worked with one or two growers in the UK to introduce it, and over the, it takes several years to build up good seed stocks. So we've we've run comparatively small trials, um, and the supermarkets will see how they like this product, and then hopefully. Well, we, we think they will like it, um, and then we, as soon as we can, we'll, int we'll introduce seed to be available in packets. I mean, I enjoyed eating it raw, so it must be beautiful, just lightly steamed or stir-fried. I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful veg, yeah. Keely, love to come back to you. Uh, particularly, particularly when we get uh, a few more gardeners growing Cossack uh, uh, and having a go with your uh, panorama and Doric Sprout, yeah. Thanks for today. Thank you. When it comes to gardening advice, I'm always on the lookout for sensible tips. And the horticultural technician at Rittle University College is using a gorse fortress to prevent mice eating his sown sweet peas. He cuts straight young branches of gorse and places them in a row all the way round uh, his pots of sown sweet peas on greenhouse staging. Uh, Tim picked up this tip on a train journey from York, and we do need to be aware, you know, mice and rats do come in out of the wet and cold at this time of the year, and uh, if mice get into a batch of sweet peas, they cause havoc, you know, they just go down the pots just pulling up the plants and eating the little seeds. And, and also you need to keep an eye on uh, 
any stored apples, fruits or roots in uh, sheds and outbuildings because they can be a, a real attraction to uh, rodents. And I'm afraid you'll need to do something to keep them under control. Thanks again to our sponsor, Westland Horticulture. And of course, my producer, Rich Jarman. And thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Enjoy your gardening. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.